Hello and welcome to the Pen Addict Podcast, show all about pens and paper and all of the analogue tools that we enjoy so much. Um, hello, my name is Mike Hurley and I am joined by your host, Mr. Brad Dowdy of The Pen Addict. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm great, Mike. How are you today? Dandy. Dandy. Glad to be back in this chair for this episode. Good, good. I'm, ex- I'm excited as well. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, I, we've, uh, we've noticed over, uh, and our listeners have noticed over the, the first several episodes that you've uh, developed quite a pin purchasing habit. Yes. And, um, <laughs> and you have another pretty cool purchase that, um, number one, I want to talk about, and number two is going to serve as our, our jumping off point for the rest of our episodes. So why don't you... Uh, <laughs> Why don't you fill us in with what your latest fascination is? So uh, my most recent purchase, which I'm very pleased arrived and hoped it was going to arrive last week, but it didn't, is a Kaweco Sport. Um, I got a white one, just the, the regular Kaweco Sport. Um, right. I haven't been, I, I haven't been able to use it too much yet, and I'll get into a minute why. Um, I've really loved the the form factor. Mm-hmm. Um, so just real quick for the yeah. listeners, this is this is the classic. This mo- the model that right. you purchased is called the classic. There's a few different um, in the Kawiko Sports. Um, so just want to throw that out there, just so we're all on the same page. Yeah, mine just says Kawiko Sport on it. So mm-hmm. classic yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't say uh, classic or ice sport or until you they get into the the different um, body styles, which we'll talk about. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. So it's like a, a very light plastic, um, which is nice. It's it's nice in the hand. It's very compact. So sort of the the majority of size of the pen is like when it's when it's closed seems to be taken up by the cap. It's got a really large cap, and the the body of the pen itself is very small. So the idea is you unscrew the cap and you obviously cap it to the end of the pen. Which believe it or not, Brad, I have been doing with this. Oh, good. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see that though because it, it's really lightweight and really small. If you don't, yeah, it's too it's too small. It kind of falls in my hand, mm-hmm. like it sort of it, it it doesn't rest on my hand very well. So I've been attaching the cap to the end, but it doesn't feel uncomfortable to do so. And I think that's because the cap is so large. I don't feel the cap in my hand. If that makes sense, it does, and it doesn't feel like it's counterweighting anything because it's the majority of the weight. Yeah, it kind of. Um when you uncap it, it and post the cap on the back, it kind of overextends itself over the back of the barrel, right? It comes down like halfway past the – it doesn't clip on the end of the pin. It slides all the way down, maybe not quite halfway, two-thirds, maybe a little bit more. Yeah. So when you're – like the cusp of your hand is probably midway through the cap, not anywhere near the, the – like the seam. As as you as I usually find it anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the The – I've only really been using this pen at home, and that's not really what I like to do because I do a lot. I write the show notes for all the shows, but I do a lot of writing at work, so I like to always take my new purchases on the road with me. But um, the Kaweco does not come with a clip, mm-hmm. so um, I usually keep my pens in my inside pocket, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't dare put a pen in my inside pocket unless there was a clip to attach to. That makes sense. The pocket. So, but I, so I have ordered one. Okay, I was thinking you ordered it with it, but you ordered it separately. Yeah, I don't know why I did that. And then gotcha. I also made the mistake of I did actually order it before the Kaweco arrived. Um, so when I was looking at the images, um, I was looking the 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 image that they had showed a the uh, there's like a little gold ending 
on, mm-hmm. on the cap, and right. on the images, um, it was they were all silver, so I ordered a silver one, which is <sighs> upsetting. So what I have decided to do is, yes, I will use a silver one, but later I will buy a new Kaweco. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is how I would justify it. That's so right. It's going to be unfortunate s- that I'm going to yeah. have a, a white pen <laughs> with gold accents and then a yep. silver cap, a uh, silver clip. But yeah, that would drive me crazy too. Maybe you can just send me the silver clip. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, because I, I, I have a, a few uh, Kawakos and I don't have a clip for any of them. But every time I see, I was like, you know, this is a small pen. I throw it like in my front pocket. Um, when you're talking about clipping to a pocket, you're talking about like a like a suit jacket pocket yep. generally, right? Yep, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So me, I would take I take mine and just throw it in my front pocket of my jeans or something. So the clips mm-hmm. was not as important to me. So I've, I've never ordered one. Um, but every time I see a picture of one, I was like. That looks kind of cool. You know, I, I I didn't think there was any use for it, and I thought it would look kind of silly, just kind of like this extra clip on there. But and I, I think it might actually be the opposite. I think it might kind of uh, add a little bit to it. I think I'm, I'm really looking forward to it because it will mean I can carry it around more. Um, and I can mm-hmm. see why the Kaweco line is so popular mm-hmm. because it can be thrown into a front pocket very easily, and it's a fountain pen. You know, I think that's a real selling point of the line. Um, the actual nib itself, um, I got a medium nib. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's nice and, and comfortable. It's smooth. It's I've still not used any fountain pen recently, which is as smooth as the Lamy Safari, mm-hmm. um, which I've fallen back in love with this week. And I, I, I want to get on. Well, I'm going to talk a bit later, later on when we're talking about the the types of fountain pens. Why I've started to mm-hmm. use the Lamy a little bit more. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that the uh, the clip will come before the next episode, but we'll see. But gotcha. yeah, it's a very smooth. It's, it came with a blue ink. I bought some cartridges for the Kaweco. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and right now they're they're cartridge only. Um, yeah, there's no converter. Um, some people will drain cartridges, clean them out, and you know use use an ink and, and fill them with a syringe or something like that to to get in special colors that that they like. But uh, I haven't gone that far yet. That seems like an awful lot of work. <laughs> and there's actually some pretty um, non, pretty good looking non-standard colors that uh, Kaweco does, um, right? That, that I like. So, you know, you're not you're not pinned to just blue and black ink cartridges like a lot of brands do. They look pretty standard. The ink cartridges. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you can yeah, get any, couldn't you? Really, it looks like. You know, I I haven't played around with them too much. I think it's called. Uh, I think these are standard international size. So, I wonder if the. Um, we got in those uh, J. Herbin uh, cartridges at in, at JetPens here recently, mm-hmm. um, which are the standard international sh- what, short international size. I haven't looked them up, um, but yeah, I think those might actually fit into the Kaweco. I'll, I'll have to double check that. I don't don't quote me on that, but um, that's a good thought. And see, there's there's about twenty colors of those. The ends of the cartridge look very much like the type of cartridge I used in school or whatever, and, and I have a cartridge here from the Papermate that I spoke about last week, mm-hmm. and they're the same size, same shape. So yep. they look like just the international standard, I guess. Yep, yep. So yeah, You could, yeah, pr- those, you could uh, probably use whatever cartridge you like, I guess. Yeah, those Herbin uh, cartridges um, look like they might be a good option. I'll have to try that out myself. What's quite interesting, on the, on the back of the, the, the cartridge box... There is. Um, mm-hmm. It shows that you can put an additional cartridge in the Kaweco. You cannot. Don't do that because I just did that and it got stuck. 
It's like a, a like a like double stack the cartridge. Is that what you mean? Yeah, but you can't. Yeah, it doesn't fit. No, it doesn't fit. And when now you try and screw it on, it just jams the other one in, which is never fun. Now you're making me. Now you're gonna make me try it just to see if you're right. Because I'm sitting here fiddling with mine as you're talking about it. I'll be very upset if you're if you somehow <clears throat> magically do this. I'm sure our listeners are loving this. Oh, yeah. Should I just shake the inks a bit more, maybe? Uh, it, it's not even close. No, it's, and on the back of the little Kaweco box, it shows that you can. So yeah, that's uh, quite peculiar, isn't it? Oh, you know what? That looks like Because that looks like a full-size barrel to me, which is... Oh, right, okay. On, that's not a, a sport barrel. There you go. That's why. Yeah. There you go, listeners. Now we know. But I've never noticed that, so uh, thanks for pointing that out, and thanks for getting this other cartridge stuck in the... <laughs> yeah, see, I just did that, so I muted the mic and, and did exactly what you're doing right now. Has it come out? No. Oh, you shoved it in a lot harder than I did, Brad. Well, I was like, I'm going to show Mike how to get this thing in there. Well, it's not made for that. See, now you shouldn't be that competitive. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll set that to the side, and uh, I won't um, muck up the sound on this podcast anymore that I already have with my rattling, but yeah. You of all my... people would have known not to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so you, too too um, funny. I saw you recently reviewed the AllSport um, on the blog, which instantly made me want to buy a new one. Yeah, this is a seriously awesome pen. This is probably this is my favorite fountain pen that I that I own right now, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Is just some fountain pens that uh, you and I use um, on on a I won't say daily basis because I honestly don't use a fountain pen every day, but when I do, there, there's a handful that I use, and we've covered them on other episodes, but we wanted to dedicate an episode just to talk about the fountain pens that we use. Um, you know, in my general everyday usage, I've never, I have never made it to the point yet um, in my, my fountain pen habit to where I've gotten into, say, like the old classics or the very expensive styles um, or any you know, really super fancy, unique pens. I kind of go for the more uh, utilitarian brands, if you will, and looks and feels, you know, something, something I can throw in a pin cup, throw in a pocket, throw in a backpack, not have to worry about, you know, dinging it up, dinging it up or losing it, you know, heaven forbid I drop, you know, $200 on a fountain pen and, mm-hmm. you know, lose it. You know, that pen's going to stay at my desk. Every fountain pen I own is, I consider it portable. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, that's a big deal for me because, you know, I'm not always a sit at my desk writer mm-hmm. and not only is the, the AL sport extremely portable, just like the classic, it, it might be my favorite fountain pen that I own just because of the, the build is so, so nice. I mean, it's an aluminum barrel. It's the exact same design as the classic that you have. Right. But just imagine a fully aluminum barrel, um, a little more weight. Like the one thing I was surprised, I owned the AL Sport before I owned a Classic. Okay. So I'm used to that weight. And then I get in a Classic and I'm like, holy cow, is this thing light? I mean, were you shocked at how light it is, the, your Classic? I was actually because yeah. even the other plastic pens I have have more heft right. to them. Right, so that's kind of where the the AL Sport comes in. Um, you pay a price for it. It's what three, three and a half times more expensive, about three times more expensive than the classic. But I, I've never. This is the best feeling fountain pen in my hand. The nib is is super smooth. the The looks are killer. Um, and you know, let's be honest, that's important to me. You yeah. know, 
um, you know, some of these some of these pins um, are, are kind of funky looking, and 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 maybe that's why I don't like necessarily. I, I call them traditional fountain pens. I'm not knocking them. I'm not knocking a traditional style fountain pen, but you know that that whole uh, saying, "Look good, feel good, feel good, play good." Right? If it if it looks good. I think it's going to make a difference. I don't, do you hear that sound? Yeah, it's a phone call, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's, a phone, uh, there's a phone ringing somewhere. Yeah, it's like the the bat phone. Sorry, what the heck is going on? Anyway, sorry about that. But I always have some phone related issues. I tried to be good this time and at least have vibrate on and the other phone out. But um, I did get a lot of comments about uh, my R two D two ringtone last episode. <laughs> They thought that people thought that was hilarious, but anyway, I'm totally off subject now. The AL Sport. Um, the other cool thing, which the the classic is the same way in as the AL Sport is. We were talking about you can just throw it in a in a front pocket and go. It's because the cap threads onto the barrel, right? It does not snap on or click on. It's, there's actually threading there, so it screws on. And all the times I've carried it, you know, I've never it's never budged, you know, in my pocket. And I literally carry this in my front pocket of my jeans. I carried it around. I carried it, this in a field notes notebook around in my pocket today on some errands I had to run. Um, it's the ultimate portable fountain pen. At the same time, it's a beautiful desk pen just because it's so cool looking and it, it writes like a champ. Um, you know, I, ha- I have an F nib in both my L sports. Um, I bought the first one, which was the gray one which I actually prefer out of the two. Um, and then I got the second one as a sample from Jet Pins, so I couldn't really pick out the nib on that sample one. They both happen to be F nibs. I really want to try an EF nib. So one of these days, I'm going to get a, a Kaweco EF nib pen because everyone keeps asking me how that compares to everything else, and unfortunately, I, I do not have one handy. So I'm going to have to rectify that one of these days. EF just terrifies me. <laughs> it... <laughs> It shouldn't. It's extra fine, not, I assume, right? Yes, yeah, yes, yes. But not in the. I mean, in the, you know, in the German brands like the um, Kaweco, it, it shouldn't terrify you at all. In a Prera, it, it should. I mean, that's a really, really different. Well, and it's not even an EF; it's an F. Then the F is so narrow on the Prera, they don't even do an EF. At least not that I've seen. I, you know, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe there is an EF Prera. But that, that, as you said before, that thing, that, that sort of size is just going to start cutting through stuff. Yeah, the F nib Prera is infinitely finer than my EF Lamy Safari. Huh. It, it, there's no comparison. No comparison. EF Lamy. This is a question I get a lot for people that are, are new into fountain pens. They want to know. You know, they're used to writing with gel ink pens or ballpoint pens. They want to know. Okay. I, I like writing with a 0.5 millimeter pen or a 0.7 millimeter pen. What nib should I get in a fountain pen? And that's just, that's a super, super hard question to answer. Hmm. But I, I would say in general, the Lamy EF Safari is going to be somewhere around a 0.7 millimeter gel ink pen. While the Prera is going to be a 0.5 millimeter gel ink pen, if not finer. Okay. And to me, the difference between a 0.5 gel and a 0.7 gel is very large. I mean, that's a big difference to me. You know, not everyone everyone might not see it that way, but that that's a pretty big jump to me. So, 
anyway, that's the the Kaweco AL Sport Black it Black Body. Um, that's what I've been using. It's stealth. I look like I'm in the CIA when I carry this around. It's my stealth <laughs> my stealth pocket fountain pen. <laughs> I'm really just a stealth nerd. That's <laughs> all it means. <laughs> That's the only thing stealth I am. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. So, but um, that we, you know, we kind of jumped to the end there. That's probably my number one favorite fountain pen right now, um, bar none, just because it does it does everything well, which includes leaving the house with it. You know, and and that's that's kind of a big deal to me. But, you know, I want to tell people, go through some other fountain pens that we have um, between you and I that a lot of people ask how to get into fountain pens. What should they start with? And, you know, I've got a couple of recommendations. You've got some, too, that, mm-hmm. that you use. So let me let me start off with one real quick. Um, and it's the Platinum Preppy. P- when people talk about a disposable fountain pen, they're talking about a lot of times um, – you, you can find fountain pens if you go to you know a re, you know a big box retailer. You know, Bic makes some, um, Pilot makes some, uh, Pentel makes they make they make some that are generally disposable, maybe a little bit more fancy. But you know, they'll just be like a look kind of like a marker pen type body with you know an ink reservoir and a nib on it. Mm-hmm. And um, those I, I really don't have a lot of good luck with, but. One I do have good luck with is the Platinum Preppy. And people who have used this pen and have never used a fountain pen before are usually kind of fascinated by it because it's a very simple plastic barrel, see-through barrel um, with a fountain pen nib. It comes in a lot of colors, and it's only like $3 or so um, to get in and test out a fountain pen. It's kind of a no-brainer just to see if you're going to like writing with a nib. Some people... Some people probably can't handle writing with a nib with their style. Um, you being left-handed, it's not the nibs as much as it is the ink, probably. Um, that that's a challenge. But you know, some people maybe twist their hand uh, too much. Some people might have too firm a pressure. Um, there is a little bit of a learning curve when you're first starting to learn how to write with a nib. But this says if it's, I can it's, a, it's a really high quality with, with, cheap with, pen, if you put it that way. Yeah, with the with the left-handed thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, ink is an issue um, because obviously left-handed people drag across pages unless mm-hmm. you are, you know, well versed. That doesn't that never happens to me because I know how to use a fountain pen as a lefty. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, the, the nib is also a very important part of it um, because you have to because of the way that you're then positioning your hand you have to hold the pen in very specific ways and the slightest change um in that so like you know i know a lot of left-handed people like me will tend to curl their hand around and right from the top mm-hmm. so the slightest change in angle the fountain pen can completely change it from smooth writing to scratching yes um, and that that is a big that is a big hurdle as a left-handed person um and I know that it would turn a lot of people off sort of instantly when trying to, to, to use a fountain pen as a lefty. Yeah, I, I could imagine that that's a pretty big challenge. Because also you're writing us. in the wrong direction as well. <laughs> yep. You know, we're, we're going from down to up. Yep. Oh, sorry, up yep. to down, which is, is exactly right, how you right, up to down. doing it. So you have to. You, there's a lot of there's a lot of learning that get, is involved in using it, but mm-hmm. um, I personally feel like it's worth it. 
yeah, there there is definitely in so a learning curve to it. And actually, I think the Preppy might have been the one of the first fountain pens that I tried because I've never used a fountain pen growing up or you know really in my whole life. And and actually, I didn't like it at first. I was like, you know, I'm not sure that you know it feels scratchy to me. I'm not sure that this the you know the feedback you know the nib on the page feedback was enjoyable for me. The whole writing experience, but you know, I kept trying a few different things, and then I moved. You know, I said, well, let me take a chance on another pen, which I love and you love, and that's the Lamy Safari. So you were talking about your Safari earlier that it is now your favorite fountain pen. Yeah, I've um, I spoke last week about the Noodler's Ink, mm-hmm. um, and I received the converters for both the Prera and the uh, and the Lamy, mm-hmm. um, and the the. The Lamy's just taken on a whole new world. Ah. Um, and now it's the Heart of, Heart of Darkness Inc., I yeah, believe, Yeah, the Heart right? of Darkness, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you know, we all know that I like I like medium nibs, um, and, and the Lamy's medium is a very generous medium. Yes. It's very thick. But the, what's great about the Heart of Darkness is it, it dries so fast. It, uh-huh. it's, it's crazy that, that, that a lot of ink is being dispersed, but it dries very quickly. Um, which is, I know that's one of the things that people would say about Noodler's Ink, I believe, is that it does dry quite well. Okay. Um, and I've been having a lot, it's not really, it's not seeping through my pages, it's been fantastic. And since using the converter, the Prera has become quite mischievous. <laughs> um, I'm going to include a sh- link in the show notes to what it did to me. Um, it exploded Uh-oh. over Uh-oh. over one of my pages. Oh, um, no. A couple of days ago, yeah, it was a, it was a shame. Just um, right out the nib. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Wow. Um, but because actually, I have a converter in my prayer. I haven't I haven't had that happen yet. But I just noticed that I've I've run it dry, so I need to refill it. So we'll see what happens. It may have just been you know it it may have been a user error. I might have done something a bit funky with it. Um, and and I'm the prayer is still sitting in my pocket and, and I want to get back to using it again. So I do go through this with pens. I, I will sometimes retire them for a short period of time before bringing them back as the daily use, as most people would, I'm sure. Yep, I absolutely do the same thing. I've talked about how I'm usually kind of on about, it seems like it's about a two-week cycle for me. You know, I'll one pen's the best best pen in the world for about two weeks and then I have a new best pen in the world. Which is... um. I did want to talk to you about this, but probably not today, about cleaning fountain pens. Yeah. You know, that that is one thing about, um, you know, if you're getting into fountain pens for the first time, there is a maintenance aspect to them. If you're, if you're not going for something disposable like the Platinum Preppy, um, you know, even if you're doing a cartridge-based pen, you're, you know, you got to be, you know, you got to pay, at least pay a little bit of attention um, to the maintenance of them. And then once you get into, you know, using converters and inks, um, then you know that's a whole nother level. Yeah, I, th- I think that the the prayer could probably do with a clean actually because of the mm-hmm. explosion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can talk about that. It's ac- it's actually pretty straightforward. Okay, um, I'm gonna add that to the to the episode topics. Yeah, at least at least the way I do it. And you know, since fountain pens are not my specialty, I'll make no bones about that. I love to hear from from the readers and listeners of of the pen addict for any feedback that you may have, you know, any corrections you have on, on all things fountain pen. Um, and especially when it gets to inks, converters and, and cleaning some of the maintenance aspects of them, I'm just not that experienced with them. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's really a whole new world for me, but it's, uh, it's pretty fascinating. 
Yeah, so please get in touch and we'll give you all the contact information at the end. But I would also really love to know that. So if you can do that so a way that I can see it would be great, like if people have any videos or whatever. Um, yeah. So the, as I said, the Safari has, has been really been a, my pen of choice this week, I think. Um, it's conti- it's it's got a great you know yeah, it does have a great build quality and mm-hmm. the nib size is, is really comfortable and it I never it never does me wrong ever yeah um, I've I've never had a problem with the Safari where I felt like it was scratching um, which I did with the Pereira because it was mm-hmm. finer than I'm used to yeah but I agree with that um, like I mean I I am there is a part of me that maybe I mean oh, I. Is there a larger than the medium in the Prera? I believe they have a bold. So I, I might even like to try that because I, what I love about the Prera is the look and the feel of that pen is is mm-hmm. stupendous. It's still my favorite looking of all of my pens. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, as as we said on on what, whatever episode it was, I was going back through my notes as you can hear now. Mm-hmm. Um, what episode did I pick up the Prera? I think it was in episode four. It's- was when, when I first when I first got the prayer and and the the feel of of replacing the cap and stuff is still right really fantastic. It is good. It is good. Joe, with the um, but with the with your Safari, the ink really made a huge difference, huh? Massive. Yeah. See, I need to do. I'm I'm really weak on my inks, and I actually just got my second ever bottle of ink from uh, our friend uh, Michael Ram on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He, uh, I, I saw him last weekend and also our friend, Aaron Mankey. Um, hi guys. Um, Michael brought me a bottle of Pelican brilliant black, which I have a Lamy Vista here, which is essentially the same build as the Safari, except it's uh, the totally clear body, you know, clear barrel, clear cap. Um, it's maybe, I don't know. It's fractionally heavier, but, um, I've got a converter, ready and i just have not um had the, ch- the time yet to uh to get that going and it's a uh, it's a medium nib on this pen and which i have never used so I'll, I'll be interested to see how wide that is and if it drives me berserk <laughs> not. i can imagine you throwing that pen out of the window I've because got, i tell I've you got... right now with especially with ink <clears throat> the medium nib on the lamy is that is thick it's it's like a thumb yeah. tip <laughs> yeah, I've got a bad really feeling is. about this. <laughs> it really is. I don't think you're going to like it very much, personally. Yeah, because I have a I have a medium Prera, which is probably about an extra fine uh, Safari nib, and yeah. so and that's bearable. But uh, medium Safari, uh, or in this case, a Vista nib, is it'll be interesting. It, I mean, but you know, you gotta gotta try new things, branch out sometimes. So you know, yep. luckily I have, I have the opportunity to do so. So. Um, you know, out, outside of those, um, the Safari and the Vista, you know, I also have a, a Lamy Next, which one of my friends, uh, Brian Gushikawa recently reviewed on the pen attic for me. I have the exact same model. Um, and that's one, I, I don't know if you, you would like that one or not, Mike. I, it, it's, it's very different for Lamy, um, in the fact that it's the aluminum body of the pen is similar to the Safari, but it's got a really fat, you know, unique looking cap. Um, it's still lightweight enough. It's a it's a plastic cap in an aluminum aluminum barrel, and then on to top it off, it's got a rubber molded grip as opposed to the plastic 
a molded grip set you know you have on the safari so it's it's a pretty interesting pin um you know i think i like the safari better as far as build and style goes so i don't use the next very often mm-hmm. um but yeah it, i remember seeing this on the site and i didn't it's think so, it was very attractive yeah it's so different looking it actually i it's come to grow on me uh, as far as looks go, but right. as far as feel goes, when I write with it, I think the cap's a little off balance. It looks um, off balance. Yeah, it's it's a little much. It's a little much, but um, I don't know. It's it's a good looking pen. It, you know, it's something different from 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 Lamy. You know, especially with the rubber grip. I don't. I, I can't think any other ones that have the the rubber grip barrier that that they manufacture. So, um. Besides that, you know, we've talked about the Prera. That's a that's a really awesome pin, um, and then that gets into the whole conversation of European versus Japanese nib sizes, which we've we've covered before. And yeah. um, I think that's why I like them so much because they are much they are much finer. So, um, yeah. so I think that that's that's a, really all the fountain pens I use. You know, I've got a few other strays here and there. Um, I just reviewed a. Uh, one called the Sailor Clear Candy on the um, on the Panatic blog. It's just a it's an entry level plastic barrel threaded cap pen. Um, they have a bunch of funky colors, some um, ink cartridges that you can buy with them. I like I like orange ink a lot, so I went with an orange ink. Um, for the the Sailor Clear Candy, the nib was a little bit too scratchy for me. I think overall, um, good pen, neat pen, pretty cheap, good entry level pen. Maybe it needs some more breaking in time. I'm not sure. I like the ink color though. Do you ever do? Do you ever do uh, any weird kind of ink colors? Or you you stick with black, blue, blue black standard kind of fountain pen inks? I uh, yeah. At the moment, I've got I've got um, I have an old Lamy that has red ink in it. At the moment, lots of fountain pen users use red. I, I've noticed that a lot. That's more so than you know, kind of just traditional pen users. Lots of fountain pen. Users, you know, fountain pen users, they have more than they don't just have one pen loaded with ink. You know, they'll have their standards. Then there's all there's always a call for a hey, what's a good red fountain pen ink? So, you know, our listeners can let us let us know that too, because that that outside of the basics, red seems to be a really really hot fountain pen ink for uh, people wanting an answer on. So that's interesting. You're you're ahead of the curve on that one. Yeah, what can I say? <laughs> I, mean, I think like, as time goes on. Um, I can see that I will be talking a lot more about fountain because it's my preferred style of pen, and it maybe isn't yours as much. Um, I have got some some different pens on the way at the moment. Um, I have I had to buy a Kalito mm-hmm. after last week. Yeah. Um, so I, I, <laughs> yeah, I've got a Kalito on the way, and I also because we had a talk off off the air for for a bit about some other pens, and I've I've also got a um, retro retro fifty one. Tornado. Yeah, tornado. I've got one of those on the way as well, which is a rollable, which is very different for me. But I just love the way that pen looks. I, I think that's a pen you personally will really enjoy, just based on hearing you talk about your writing style and how you write and what you like. Um, you know, the the feel and the the output to be. Mm-hmm. I, I think that one's going to be right up your alley. So we'll see. I mean, yeah. they they do a a fountain pen version. Of, oh, really? Of the tornado. Mm. Um, and I found it in random places online, like through Google shopping searches and stuff. Gotcha. So it's not cheap. It's like 70 bucks. Oh, really? 
but if I really like the 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 retro fifty one tornado, like the ballpoint or the rollerball, sorry, then I, I mm-hmm. will uh, I will consider it. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't even seen that one. So, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what you what you think about the rollerball because that's a really cool pin. Yeah, look, it looks amazing. <laughs> it does. It fe- it feels as good as it looks. It feels equally as amazing. I will say that. So, so hopefully, hopefully, I'm, yeah, I'm hopefully I'm not setting you up for disappointment. <laughs> well, we'll see. Nah, I, I don't think I am. I, I you know, just listening to you, I, I'm I'm pretty confident you you will like that pin. I'll, I will go out go out on that limb. But if you don't, I want to hear about it too. So yeah. I mean, that's that's what this is all about, right? Indeed, that's what we enjoy about it. Yep. So I think that's about covered it for me today. Yeah, should we should we wrap up? I think yeah, I think let's wrap up today. And um, you know, you can find me at uh, penanic dot com, mm-hmm. or you can find me on Twitter at dowdyism d o w d y i s m, and you can also email me any questions you have. My email address is thepenaddict at gmail.com, and I love hearing from you guys. And I have noticed all the the ratings and reviews and iTunes have been killer lately. I really, really appreciate that, you guys. Uh, That that makes my day when I when I see that type of feedback is really awesome. So thank you all very much. It is the the response to this show is fantastic, and um, I love that uh, I'm learning along with a lot of our listeners as well, which is which is a real cool journey to take. Hey, I, I'm learning myself. <laughs> so you can uh, you can find me at mikehurley.net, which is M Y K E H U R L E Y, or I'm on Twitter at imike i m y k e. Um, this podcast is part of a the Seventy Decibels network of shows, and you can find out more about that at seventydecibels.com. Um, again, I'd love if anybody's got any tips on cleaning fountain pens or talking about inks this week. If you could do, if you could submit that by the contact page which is 70decibels.com forward slash contact um, I'd love to hear from that because that way it will go to me and then I can send it over to Brad uh, for his comments too yes that would so, be great um, until next time yeah until next time I'm going to try to get this uh, fountain penning cartridge I have stuck in here I'm trying to get out of my barrel <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'll be doing until next time so uh, have a good evening mate you too buddy talk to you, talk to you soon see ya bye the Pen Attic Podcast is a 70 decibels production in conjunction with Brad Dowdy. Brad is an employee of jetpens.com who do not have any affiliation with this podcast.